Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today we're going verse by verse through the book of John. So turn there in your Bibles as we join Pastor Mike. John 14, verse 1. This is review, but then we're going to go to verse 12 uh, for really those things that are going to make a difference in your life, not only today, but for the rest of your life as well. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. If we stop right there, that is the foundational basis for any new change in our life. Why is that? Because having a troubled heart will paralyze you from making good decisions. Have you ever tried to make a decision based in fear? You'll find it always, it always leads you to some other path than where you want to be. All the mistakes in my life, I can contribute to one specific thing as a Christian, and that is fear, making a decision out of fear. And it seems that the enemy likes to take advantage of that fear that by nature we as humans have. Do you realize that we're fearful creatures? I believe this is why religions, false religions, run rampant in the world today because it causes and they're based upon fear. Well, if you don't want your crops hailed out, you'll come and burn incense to the gods. If, if, if you want to have a nice, safe sailing, uh, you know, you'll, you'll offer your, your prayers to the god of wind. You know, they pray upon the fears of people. It's interesting here, Jesus says the opposite. Let not your heart be troubled. It's almost like false religions want you to stay in fear so you can be controlled. God does something different, the true and living God. And that is, let not your heart be troubled. A troubled heart. What troubles you today? If you think about what troubled you in the past year. Now, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, God, if I'm not going to let my heart be troubled, first of all, what else would I think about? You know, our, our, our brains like to grind on things. I don't know if you notice that. In fact, sometimes you, you'll get insomnia. You lay your head down on your pillow and your mind is grinding on the events of today or tomorrow and, and you're troubled. I can't tell you how many times I have Remembered this verse as I'm trying to go to sleep at night. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, we're going to find out a little bit more about the relationship that Jesus wants us to have so our hearts won't be troubled. There's a lot of fear in the world, friends. I, I mean, when you stop to think about it, and, and I've got to tell you something, rightly so. There is a lot of things to be fearful of if you're, a rea- if, if, if you're a realist in the world today. We live in a very unstable world. 
We live with unstable governments around the world, many of them nuclear, can really create a problem for your new year. The idea of suitcase bombs or underdeveloped nations acquiring nuclear weapons, it doesn't matter again whether a bomb is made in North Korea, Russia, America, it'll wreck your day. A lot of things to be troubled about. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. The question is here today, do you believe in God? Because that's what really the source of stability comes from. Your relationship with God. You believe in God. Do you acknowledge God? You know, a lot of times you can talk to people and, uh, about different things. And they'll, you know, they, they got all their different ideas and philosophies and all these kinds of things. And they just, do you believe in God? Well, yeah. Now, again, that's a really a loose cannon question because the ideas that you'll get when you ask if somebody believes in God run the gamut of everything. They, in, in the 12-step programs, AA and some of the other ones, you know, one of the, the first steps is to believe in a higher power, believe in a God. Well, what's God? Well, God can be a light bulb. It just has to be something greater than you. Well, last time I checked, I've never found a light bulb or a doorknob greater than us. But the problem is, Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. You know, it's interesting People deep down in their hearts do believe in God. In fact, the Bible says only the fool has said in his heart there is no God. Because even if you believe in the big bang theory, somebody lit the fuse. So there's really no excuse. In fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that nature itself teaches you there has to be a God. There is a natural order of things in the universe to let us know that there is a supreme one out there. Now, what is so amazing is that God has chosen to reveal himself to those who want to know him. Now, again, many times these different religions of the world predicate God as an ogre needing to be appeased. Is that true? Well, it was Because we remember it was through the blood of bulls and goats and sacrifices and keeping all the laws of God that that in some way would appease him. But even that never made us right with God. We were always estranged. But the Bible says that Jesus came and he paid the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. He's the one that appeased the Father. And so it's because of Jesus I don't have to earn my salvation. You don't have to earn your salvation. Your salvation was paid for by somebody else. Jesus paid the ticket for who and what you've done wrong. Now, that's that's important. So he says, only the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Jesus already says here, he says, you believe in God, believe also in me. Why is that important to believe in God? Well, I think when we go down to verse 12. Now, uh, subsequent verses 12 through 11 talk about that he goes to prepare a place for us in heaven. Now, this is important, friends, because we have heaven waiting for us. I don't have to worry about that. The goal of a Christian. Now, listen, I was in a Sunday school class. You'd be surprised how many people don't know this. I remember I was in the Sunday school class and the teacher said, the goal of every Christian is to get to heaven. 
And I said, no. No, the goal of every Christian is to serve God. Heaven is already yours. I didn't have to earn it. I didn't have to sign a pledge card. I didn't have to join a church. I didn't have to get sealed in a temple. I didn't have to eat organically grown foods. God just gave you and me eternal life with him. Isn't that great to know? You never have to lay your head on your pillow at night wondering if I die tonight, would I go to heaven? Let not your heart be troubled. That's why it's important. See, what God does as we come to him, we acknowledge him as our heavenly father. Jesus taught the disciples to pray. When you pray, pray like this, our father, which art in heaven. So when we pray like that, we recognize we have a daddy who loves us, that wants to take care of us, that's revealed our relationship to him, not as an ogre that needs to be appeased, but rather someone who loves us as a father loves his child. Let not your heart be troubled. Boy, I'll tell you, that settles us. Now, here's why that's important. Again, going back to the catalyst that you and me need for New Year's resolutions to happen and remain, there is a certain pattern or mind thought that we have to have so that those things can happen. If you're always fearful of God, you're never going to be able to be used by God because you're still trying to appease him where God has already been appeased you can't really be about your daddy's business. You see, you believe in God, he said, believe also in me. He's already prepared a place for us in heaven. He went to prepare it, still working on it. It's going to be great. Don't want you to miss that. But you go to heaven because God is good, not because we're good. So now that frees me up. Here's the thought. Might not your heart be troubled. Have you ever had the thought What if I'm not good enough to go to heaven? Should bother people, I think. What if I'm not good enough to go to heaven? That would cause you to lay awake at night, wouldn't it? That would cause your heart to be troubled, wouldn't it? But think about it a minute. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. What does that mean? Let's go down to verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. When you're freed up to be who you are in Christ. In other words, not always trying to appease God. The fear, the trembling, the worry of not being good enough. I'm freed up now since heaven is mine. Jesus is mine. Jesus is yours. Heaven is yours. Now I can be freed up to be about daddy's business. Now, what we're going to read about here is really, I believe, the very bottom line for your perfect New Year's resolution. Now, why is that? Well, you'll see. He says again, assuredly, I say to you, that means you can take it to the bank and count on it, is what Jesus is saying. Whoever believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Isn't that great to know that you have borrowed works from God in your life? Where'd you learn to borrow them from? From the one who originated them. He's the originator. But then he says something really unusual, friends. And for many years, I wondered about this verse. Notice what he says. And greater works... These will also do because I go to the Father. 
So Jesus said, what you've seen me do, you're going to do, but you're going to do greater things than I did. Wow, how does that happen? Well, I, I'm really amazed. You know, I, we, we keep track as an example of how many people listen to CSN on the Internet, just as an example. Ministry comes from this church. This past month, we had almost, we had 400, I think it was 485,000 listeners on CSN. 400, a half a million people on just the internet. That doesn't count the over 450 radio stations that we have on top of that. Now, I'm not saying 450 radio stations that our radio program is on. I'm saying 450 radio stations that we use to reach out across the world every day. We have many people that listen out of our country. It's their only voice of truth they get. And so as I look at this, I I realize greater works. God, I realize that together we can do something that individually I could never, first of all, ever do. But then together we do something greater. You know why? Jesus was in one place at one time as he was speaking to the disciples. But together we can do something and reach the world instantaneously. Like I say, for almost a half a million people on the internet alone a month tune in. Isn't that incredible? Greater things, Jesus said. Jesus was in one place at one time talking to 12 disciples when he made this remark. This morning, the potential of a half a million internet listeners, plus probably many millions of people listening on the radio, it's amazing. I think back and I go, God, I would never want to doubt what you say. Because what God says sometimes is so unbelievable, you have to almost childlike face say, okay. Why is that? Because it seems so ridiculous what God would say to you. And yet what he says is so true. You know, when God tells you that he loves you, That seems pretty unbelievable, especially for many of us, because we know what kind of people we really were and what we've been. But when God tells us that he loves us, I have to just childlike face say, okay, daddy, I guess you do. I don't know why. We crawl up in his lap. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Well, then he goes on in verse 13. And he said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. It's conditional. But that's okay because I need conditions. I need restraints in my life. You do too. They did an experiment one time in schools. And they had uh, open campuses with no fence around them for children. It says the children didn't operate properly. When they put fences up in the playground at recess, the children operated better because they felt some type of security because of the parameter fence. Thank God for the parameter fence of the Holy Spirit he puts around us. Whatever thing you ask in my name, that I will do. And here's the reason why, that the Father may be glorified. You know, New Year's resolution, let's take it from the top. 
Believe in God. Jesus said, believe also in me. The word believe there means put all your faith, hope, and trust in him. That's the first. Second of all, let not your heart be troubled. That's why we can say that. That's why Jesus could say that. You believe in God, believe also in me. First thing, let's not be worried this year. Let not your heart be troubled. Can't sleep at night before you reach for the bottle of pills? No, no, don't reach for no-dose. No, reach for <laughs> sleep ease or whatever it might be. Let not your heart be troubled. Okay, God, you got it under control. The second thing is, since he's already prepared a place for you and me, I don't have to worry about dying. I go to heaven because he's good, not because I'm good. That frees me up to be about our Father's business. What is the Father's business that I will do? You'll do greater things, Jesus said, than I did. Have an eye for that. Now, friends, listen. God unctions us by his Spirit. You'll find sometimes there'll be a thought you'll get to evangelize. And you even sometimes will try to ignore it. I'm I'm speaking personal experience here. Okay, I, I, okay, just, you know, in fact, people will say, what you want to do, you can't do, it's impossible. And yet there's this, forgive me, Lord, nagging of the Holy Spirit to do it anyway. Does this relate with anybody here? You, you continually just, it's like the Holy Spirit just continues to bring it to our thought, bring it to our thought. And you'll try to do something else and then you'll even go and talk to some of your friends about something and pretty soon here you are talking about this thing that's on your heart that don't go away. If that happens to you, I would say if you're in Christ Jesus, it could be the Holy Spirit. That's how you learn to hear your father's voice. Now, it can be over many things. It can be over relationship issues, where there's something someone keeps being brought to your mind. You keep trying to tamp it down, tamp it down, forget it, put dirt over the top of it, you know, pour concrete on it, try to make it go away, and it pops back up again, and you still feel that unction of doing something. Friends, You have a living God. And a living God talks to his kids. People will come along and say, no, that can't be done. That can't be done. uh, 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 I've looked at it. I've researched it. It can't be done. And yet you still feel it. Still feel it. And And you try to get away from it even. And it's not, it's not a burden thing. It's a thought thing that keeps coming back. What if we could do something? And this idea keeps coming back. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. Because if you look at the bottom line of what you're trying to do, and that's one of the ways you can always tell if it's an unction from God or an unction from yourself or an unction from the underworld, is will it, as it says here, glorify your Father in heaven? And if it does... Those are the things you want to listen to. Because God speaks to those that he loves. One of the things you'll gather, if you look at the entirety of the Bible, God talked to those he loved. Now, friends, it isn't a one-way conversation. Well, have you prayed today, people will ask. Let me just share something about prayer. 
I have found that prayer is not me telling God a bunch of things that he already knows. Now, is God weighted down by me telling him things that he already knows? No. And I oftentimes feel much better after I do. I shared this many, many times, but I remember uh, I was in a prayer meeting on a Wednesday night. And we always had a prayer time down in front. And I remember hearing this lady praying, Oh God, did you see the six o'clock news tonight? Evidently, she was sure he didn't because she told him the whole program. And I could just see God in heaven going, Oh, I'm so glad you told me that. I would have never known. Now, is God burdened by us telling him things? No. And I do feel better when I know, I know, I know I've given it to God. Again, let not your heart be troubled. If you're troubled about something, talk to God about it. But then I got a great thing to tell you. Be still, the Bible says, know that I am God. So by being still, we begin to hear God's unction, that voice of the Holy Spirit. Again, that thing that maybe for six months, a year, you keep trying to tamp down, get concrete poured over it. Forget it. It ain't going to happen. Everybody's told you it will never work. And then here it is again. God keeps speaking to you. That's God. That your father may be glorified. Friends, that's so important. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. So I do agree. When you say something to one of your friends or to your co-workers and say, this is what I'd really like to see happen. Forget it. It can't happen. Ain't going to happen. But what does it say? Whatever you ask in my name, I need, you need supernatural help to make that unction happen. See, unfortunately today, because we are so self-centered in our churches and in our personal lives and in our just our society at large me self all these magazines that are that are basically focused upon the big i well whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified that's the bottom line friends of what god wants to do in our new year's resolution in order to have our lives different rather than in the quagmire of if it don't if if, if I don't do it, it ain't going to happen. Well, there's an element of truth to that. But you've got to be directed by God for it to happen. Here's what he says. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, how about those lucky lotto numbers, God? Well, you know what? I think God, a lot of times, doesn't use conventional ways of doing things so you know that it was God. If I had lots of money and I could go out and make basically anything happen I wanted to happen, how would you, how would I know that God did it? Because, you know, I mean, I have a certain amount of resources in God. I can wheel and deal and, you know, make it happen. But how, how do I know that God is the one that's really doing it? You see, because if I don't know that God's really doing it, maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Just because we 
can do something doesn't mean we should do something. So I got to say, okay, God, what is it? You'll usually find God's directive in your life that what he tells you to do, first of all, get this, is bigger than your ability or resources. Thank you for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com slash it's time. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thank you for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.